Have you ever tried to explain something to anyone, your teammate, your employee, your spouse, your son or daughter, and you spent hours trying to convey this message to them? You draw charts, you think of stories, you think of 20 different ways in which to tell them this thing, and they just can't seem to understand what you're trying to communicate. Then suddenly somebody else comes in and says what sounds to you like the exact same thing you've been saying all along. And suddenly they go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And they go do whatever it is that you've been talking about. And you're sitting there thinking, what just happened? Then I just say the exact same thing as this person. Why did they suddenly get it when they said it and not when I was explaining it? Well, the truth is that there are three things that most of us think we're great at but that we're not as good as we think we are. Most of us think we have a great sense of humor. Most of us think we have an impeccable fashion sense. And most of us think that we are amazing communicators, when in reality, most of us could use work in all three of those areas. Can you relate? So I am going to share with you today the three keys to almost instantly improving communication. Are you ready? Let's go. Communication. Its effective use is the key to success in business, relationships, and life. Yet, we're never taught to use communication in a way that is effective, productive, and positive. The result? Interactions that lead to overwhelm, stress, discontent, lack of motivation, poor relationships, and the feeling of not being fully heard. We're engaged in a permanent tug of war, not the true flow of proper communication. Is there a way to fix this? Can the way we communicate truly be the key to achieving balance and success in all aspects of our life? Join me, Marcia Amaro, as we explore the answers to these and other communication, influence, connection, and success questions here on Sincerely Speaking. So like I said, most of us are not as great at communicating as we believe we are. In fact, when I was a teacher, kids would tell me all the time, but we spend our entire lives learning English. Why do we have to keep taking English class after English class after English class? Well, here's a truth that I want to share with you today. 12 plus years of education don't really prepare us to be effective communicators. And here's why. Think about your English classes. Most of the focus is on understanding and interpreting written language writing essays, reading stories, novels, and so forth. But there's very little done to really teach us how to effectively converse and communicate with one another. So we are going to dive deep into the three keys to improving our communication, which will include the one skill that will have everyone thinking that you're an amazing communicator. We will also look at the secret to reducing and even eliminating misunderstandings and conflicts and arguments. And we will look at the number one reason why most communication fails and how to fix it. Are you ready? So here's number one. The one skill that will have everyone thinking that you're a great communicator. But before I tell you what that secret is or what that one skill is, let me tell you a story. So I had this one friend that everybody wanted to relate with and be with and interact with. This one guy that I met 
right after college when I was pursuing my master's degree. He was an amazing, he is an amazing person to talk to and everybody wanted to be his friend. He didn't even have to try very hard. He just appeared places and people gravitated towards him. And the more I interacted with him, the more I noticed one simple thing. He hardly ever said anything. And I just found that really interesting when I stopped to really observe what it was that he was doing that made him so magnetic so that people really wanted to be around him and so that everybody referred to him as a great communicator. And again, he hardly ever said anything. So what was it? about this one friend of mine that made him feel like such a great communicator when he hardly said anything. Well, here is the one skill that will make everyone around you think that you are the most amazing communicator on the planet. That skill is listening. Listening. There's a lot that plays into actually being a good listener. We all think that we know how to listen and we all think that we're good at it. But the reality is that most of us are not fully attentive and active in our listening to others. So what ends up happening is that we're hearing the person talk, but while they're talking, we are planning our response, or we're thinking about everything that they're saying that is wrong, or we are questioning or judging whatever it is that they're saying, or we are thinking about our to-do list and the things that we could be doing instead of sitting there in that conversation. Can you relate? So we engage in all of these other mental processes while we're supposed to be listening that don't really allow us to listen. So here's a little secret. If we use our breathing to help us pause and really focus on what the other person is saying, we will be able to listen more effectively. And at the other end, the people talking to us will consider that we are the most amazing communicators on the planet because they will leave the conversation feeling understood and heard and like they gained ground in whatever conversation it was that we were engaging in. So what do I mean by using our breathing? We tend to ramble on before we lose our train of thought. That's why we use so many crutches in our speech, the ums and the uns and the like, because we don't stop to give our mind a chance to catch up with our mouths. But what that does as well is it doesn't give the other person a chance to add to the conversation. So if we use our breath, if we pause, if we take in deep breaths in between thoughts, we will give our mind a chance to catch up, to process what we have said and or what the other person is saying. It will give the other person an opportunity to speak and we will come across as amazing at this whole idea of connecting and interacting in our conversations. So it's really as simple as that. Take a breath. Give your mind a chance to process the information and give the other person a chance to engage in that conversation as well. And as you listen, block out all these other mental processes that might be trying to chime in and jump in. Your to-do list can wait. Your response, if it's the right response, it will come back and it will flow into the conversation. It will emerge from what is being said. You won't have to plan it. So listen with curiosity, with the intent of really understanding the other person and take pauses 
as you listen. Breathe. Are you ready for the next secret? The secret to reducing and even eliminating arguments and misunderstandings. Did you know that according to research, 75% of all communication is miscommunication? 75%. So going back to what my students used to say, why do we have to keep learning English? Well, because we might be speaking the same language, but still research shows that about 75% of all our communication is misinterpreted or received in the wrong way. It becomes miscommunication. So how do we move away from having 75% of our conversation be misunderstood? How do we make sure that what we are saying is fully understood and that we're really understanding what the other person is trying to say? Well, that's simple. We need to add clarification cues into our conversation. So what do I mean by that? If we are the ones listening, every once in a while when there is that pause, when there is that breath, say something like, okay, let me make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. And repeat what you have heard the other person say. They will clarify whether you got it right or not. And make sure you're intently listening to whatever the response might be. If they say correct, then kudos, point you. You got it right. But if they say, no, wait, this is not what I said. This is what I intended to say. Then you have just given that other person another reason to think you're a great communicator, first of all. And second of all, the ease and the peace of knowing that you are there really trying to understand. Now, if you are the person talking, ask questions such as, Did that, was that clear? Or maybe ask the person, just so that we're on the same page, so that I'm sure we're on the same page, could you tell me what you understood from what I just said? Especially if it's something really important, if it's a task that you're delegating and you want to make sure the person really got to the heart of what you're trying to say, asking or saying something like, just so that I'm sure we're on the same page, could you repeat what I just said? Could you tell me what you heard me say? Will just advance everything in such a huge way. It will change your interactions forever. So again, the secret to reducing and or even eliminating arguments and misunderstandings is to add clarification cues into your conversation to make sure that everybody involved is in it's actually on the same page and fully understanding what is being communicated. So, so far we have discussed the one skill that will have everyone around you thinking that you're an amazing communicator, which is what? Listening and using your breath, right? And we have also discussed the skill or the one secret that will help you reduce and even eliminate arguments and misunderstandings, which is adding clarification cues to your conversation. So are you ready? I'm glad you're sticking around. Stick around to the very end because now we're about to dive into the number one reason why communication fails and how we can actually fix it so that it doesn't happen to us or at least not as often, right? So according to research, and I know you've probably heard this in a million different ways with a myriad of different numbers, right? But according to research, only about 7% of our communication is really verbal. Even if we are writing, the same number applies. 
So only about 7% of what we communicate is actually related to the words we use, to the words we say, the words we write, the words we hear. The other 93% is nonverbal in nature. So that includes things like tone and the mood we put into it. It includes our body language, our posture, the way we breathe, the way we engage, the eye contact if we're in conversation, right? So once we understand that only 7% of our being understood and understanding others is actually attached to the words we choose, then we know that the way to fix our communication gaps is by working on our nonverbal communication. The way we correct the other 93% of the conversation, the way we make sure that our communication lands and it's received the way it is intended to be received, is by making sure that we are using whole congruent messages. Now, what do I mean by that? What our words say, the words we select and the words we choose, have to align with what every other element in our communication is saying. So whether we are communicating via Zoom, whether we are recording a video and sending it to someone, whether we are recording via a podcast or something where they can't see our faces, or whether we're just writing or having a face-to-face -face conversation, every part of the communication has to align with the message that we are delivering. So our tone of voice, for example, now as I am recording this, this podcast, I am trying to infuse my message with the right tone at the right times so that you can feel the intensity in the times when it needs to be intense and more of a calm and relaxed atmosphere the rest of the time. But if we are face to face, my posture, my eyes, my eye contact, the way I use my tone of voice and my inflection, the environment that I select for the conversation, all of those things have to align and deliver the same kind of message. If I am getting ready to have a deep, serious conversation with someone that could become a tense moment or that could be a relationship-altering altering type of situation, I am not going to invite them to a loud place like Chili's, right? I love Chili's, love their, <laughs> their desserts, but it is not the most conducive place for a serious conversation. I'm going to invite them somewhere where we can focus and concentrate, where there are fewer distractions. So your entirety of your message has to be congruent. It has to make sense together. It all has to match. The best way to really practice this and to really make sure that you are doing it correctly is by being conscious and observant in your interactions with other people. Those interactions in which you feel that everything lands and that everything works well. What was the other person doing? What were you doing? What was working and what wasn't? And try to repeat in more of an intentional way the things that work for you in those instances. Because chances are that the person you're talking to will feel in a, in a similar way to you. Not always, but there are, there's a very good probability, right? Another thing is mirror the other person. If the other person is intense, if the other person is leaning forward, if the other person is trying to be relaxed or whatever the other person is trying to do, try to mirror them and be really sensitive to those cues that they're sending. 
And finally, if you're using digital devices, if you're on Zoom or if you are on any kind of device, understand that the screen is not the person's face. And that is one of the things that is really damaging the connection and the interaction nowadays is when we don't understand that um, when we are in conversation with someone via a digital means like Zoom or Google Meets or anything like that, their face is not the screen. So we tend to try and look at their eyes in the screen, but that makes it feel like we're looking down, like we're not really paying attention. So instead, put something around the camera in your device, whether it's your laptop, your computer, your webcam, whatever. I have these little round stickies that look like donuts and they are actually meant to be reinforcers for loose leaf paper but i have one around the camera on my phone and around the camera on my laptop and that's the direction in which i look when i want to feel or i want the other person to feel like i'm making eye contact with them i look straight into the camera by looking at that reinforcement that looks like a little donut around my camera and that way i am sure that i'm not missing the mark so practice the ways in which you can make sure that your nonverbal interaction fully matches what your words are meaning to express. I want to sincerely thank you for spending this time with me today. I know you have a million things you could be doing, so I appreciate you tuning in. If you have found value in this conversation, please share it with others. And as a thank you, I'd like to invite you to download a free copy of my Tough Talks checklist, which will walk you through how to transform even the most difficult conversations into tools for connection, respect, and collaboration. Simply visit marciamaro.com for details. Until next time, I'm Marcia Amaro, and this has been Sincerely Speaking.